Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. I want to tell you about three memorials as we celebrate Memorial Day weekend. We remember those who lost their lives in service to our country, which reminds us not only of the freedom that we have that came at a great price, but should spur us on to make the most of the freedom that we have to serve others in the glory of God. So we remember their sacrifice on this Memorial Day weekend. Second memorial. This morning we're going to look at the book of Joshua. And we're going to see a reminder there of what God did for the Israelites. And the Israelites were to reflect back on what God did in order to spur them on to future obedience. Third memorial. Today, in a sense, we are going to create a time of remembrance to the power and the faithfulness of God we are going to see 20 people get baptized. And may it cause those of us in here who have already been baptized to reflect back what God did previously in our lives as a memorial, as we look back, to spur us on to move forward. Now, what we're going to do, even though we're going to cover two chapters today, I'm going to be very brief because I am going to share my time today with five of those who are going to be baptized so they can give you their testimonies. And then later during the lunchtime, we're going to hear a lot more testimonies. So I'm going to be brief. So here's a quick summary of what we're going to talk about. Israel is going to miraculously cross the Jordan River. The priests are going to enter with the ark. It's going to split. The whole nation is going to cross. When it's all said and done, they're going to set up these memorial stones on the other side so that Israel can reflect back on the power and faithfulness of God in order to move forward in the power and faithfulness of God. Because that's what we do when we have these memorials. We reflect back on what God has done And we feel empowered based upon his past faithfulness to move forward because he will continue to be faithful. It's not as if God is only faithful in the past and now he's going to leave you alone. No, you're supposed to look back to spur you on to move forward. And that's what we're going to do briefly this morning. Give you a big picture where we're going. We're going to cover the miraculous crossing. And then we're going to look at the memorial stones. Miraculous crossing and then the memorial stones. So let's start with the miraculous crossing. Just want to read a portion of Joshua 3 because you just read the whole thing. Look at verse 14 through 17. Joshua 3. Starting in verse 14. So when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people, 
And when those carried the ark came into the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the ark were dipped in the edge of the water for the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of harvest, the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose in one heap a great distance away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan and those which were flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. So the people crossed opposite Jericho, and the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel crossed on dry ground until all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. I want you to notice three things. The Jordan River at this time is about a mile wide during the flood season and it's rushing water. Did you see it in verse 15? For the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of the harvest. Imagine all the people on one side knowing that the promised land is on the other side and in between them is about a mile wide of rushing water and they're totally wondering, how are we gonna get over there? Second thing I want you to notice the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant go first. That in itself is a step of faith, right? They're carrying the Ark. Soon as their feet hit the water, spreads. And the Ark represents the presence and the power of God. And what God is exhibiting by this reality is that he will go before them, he will part the waters, and he will fight their battles. As we've seen over and over again in Joshua, the battle belongs to the Lord. Third thing, the path is wide. If you notice in verse 16, it says, a great distance away at Adam down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea. So when the water split, it's probably several miles wide in the split. And the priests are standing in the middle with the ark. And the idea is that the people weren't to go very close to the priests who are holding the ark. The people are on both sides of them, probably about a half mile away, so that everybody passing can see the ark, can know that God is the one who has done this. And the crossing likely took all day, and it's an absolute miracle. Today, you will witness, I guarantee it, an absolute miracle. The people that you are going to see be baptized were once lost in their sins and rebellion against God, but God miraculously intervened in Christ to bring them from death to life. It's as if God grabbed a hold of them. And as it says in 1 Peter, God caused them to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And in time, by God's grace, they embraced the perfect substitutionary death of Jesus. They put their faith in Christ to forgive them of their sins. They believed in Christ's burial and resurrection and they committed to follow them, him all their days. It's like their old life is on this side of the Jordan and now they have crossed and entered into a new inheritance. And just like the Israelites, miraculously made the crossing so those being baptized are miraculously saved by God's grace 
And if you think about waters parting as a miracle, when you see each one go under today, that is an absolute miracle. It's a testimony of God's grace. I cannot believe that God has saved me. Every single one in here who trusts in Christ should have the same feeling. It is an absolute miracle that he has saved us. So now that we cross, let's go to the memorial stones. Look at chapter 4. We've got some memorial stones we need to set up here. Let me read about the memorial stones. Joshua 4, starting in verse 1. Now when all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from each tribe, and command them, saying, Take up for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet are standing firm, and carry them over with you and lay them down in the lodging place where you will lodge tonight. So Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the sons of Israel, one man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross again to the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Israel. Let this be a sign among you, so that when your children ask later, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall say to them, Because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall become a memorial to the sons of Israel forever. This is actually the second memorial to be built. The first one was actually built in the middle of the river that Joshua built. But right now we're going to focus on this one. And I want you to notice once again three things. This memorial was built from the 12 stones that came out of the middle of the Jordan. They were taken in Gilgal and they made this memorial. Second thing I want you to notice. The purpose of the stones were to be a sign or a memorial to God's power and faithfulness. So here's the idea. They're in Gilgal. They have this memorial. They say, well, God just parted the waters. They see the memorial. They go into battle. And as they go off into the battle, they're reminded of God's faithfulness. It's like they go out to battle and then they come back to the memorial. And they go, okay, if God can split the waters, he can conquer the nations. So they go out for battle, come back. Go out, come back. They keep coming back to the memorial stones and remember God's power and faithfulness in the past. And we can have a similar sentiment in the New Testament. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? The idea is that if God has saved you in Christ, he will take care of all things. If you're here this morning and think that God saved you and then left you on your own to figure it out, you're wrong. Because the idea is that if he saved you in Christ, he will also take care of all things. That is you and all things in your life. There's no way that God would save you and then just leave you hanging. There's no way that would happen but you are to reflect back on what God has done in your past so that you can move forward in obedience. And the third and last thing to see is the memorial was also for the generations to come. 
So when the kids come up to their parents and they say, what is the deal with these stones? The parents were to tell them of God's faithfulness and the miracle he worked the Jordan. And they were never to forget what God had done. And they were to pass it on to their kids and their grandchildren and keep telling them about God's faithfulness. Now, I hate to rain on this glorious parade, but within two generations, the Israelites bailed on the Lord. Within two generations, they had already gone back to Baal worship, idol worship, and they have turned away from the one true God. And I believe, my brothers and sisters, that it is crucial for us to continue to remember God's work in Christ and his work on a daily basis because we are people that tend to forget. That's why we want to encourage you to get in the word on a daily basis because we forget daily. We want to gather together on Sundays to encourage one another in prayer and worship and the word We want to celebrate the Lord's Supper. We want to continue to remember what God has done for us in Christ so that we do not drift. And then there's the bigger occasions like today and all these baptisms that we can never forget. Those of you who are about to be baptized, I guarantee you it will be one of the biggest mountaintop experiences of your life. I can guarantee you that. But listen, you will hit a valley. You will. You will have hard times. You're going to be here today, but there is a crash coming. I don't want to scare you, (laughs) but it's a reality. But what you need to do when the crash comes is to look back and say, oh, God saved me. Look back at your baptism of God's work and his faithfulness in your life. And the same God who saved you through faith in Christ, the same God who was with you during your baptism, is the same God who's working power in your life now. So for those of you who were baptized many years ago, reflect back on your baptism right now. Who was there? What was going on? Do you remember your commitment to Christ? Remember that time? Use it to spur you on in faithfulness. If you have drifted from the Lord since then, use it to bring you to repentance and a recommitment to the Lord today. When you see people being baptized, use it as a recommitment for you. And if you've been baptized in the past and you're not walking with the Lord today, today's the day to repent and start to walk them again. Do not think in your head, okay, I was baptized, so once saved, always saved, I can live however I want. Oh yeah, it's true, once saved, always saved. But maybe you weren't saved in the first place. And maybe your baptism was just a very nice bath. Today is the day to recommit, to reflect back on God's faithfulness in order to move forward. Now you know that when you get baptized, it's not the baptism that saves you, right? It's through faith in Jesus Christ alone. The baptism is just an outward symbol and proclamation of what has happened 
inwardly. Every single person that you're going to see give testimonies up here this morning and this afternoon, they used to be dead, but now they're alive. And they just want to stand before you and proclaim what God has done in their life. They used to be in darkness, but now they're in light. And they just want you to know. And as they go under, it's a depiction of they've already had their sins washed away like this. They've been plunged under. It's like they're united with Christ in his death and his resurrection spiritually, but they want to show you what that looks like. And so it's symbolic of the going under and the coming up and walking in the newness of life. So listen to these testimonies today. Remember what God has done in your life in the past and use it to spur you on to faithfulness in the future. So let's get organized right now. I'd like to invite those who are gonna give their testimonies this morning to come in and to sit on the front row. And while you're coming to sit on the front row, I'd like to invite up the first one who's gonna give their testimony, uh, Jordan uh, Lancaster, who is my daughter. And it's amazing, her name is Jordan. <laughs> from the Jordan River. It's great. Hi. You got this. Hello, my name is Jordan, and I'm really excited to be giving my testimony to everyone today. So starting off in my days in the life I had before Christ, I would pray and I would read my Bible. I would do my devotionals and go to church. But I did all the things I figured God wanted me to do, but that wasn't necessarily the case because I found myself not caring what I did outside of the room where I sat and read his word. And conforming to what society wanted for me is something I really struggled with. And this would lead me to do what others wanted me to do. And that was not what God wanted me to do. And those were two very different things. And I looked everywhere for a purpose in a way to fit in. But that never came for me because I was looking in all the wrong places. So I saw that I had the constant need to want to fit in, but society is so messed up these days. To fit in is nowhere what God has planned for us. I was being taught one thing about the gospel and then living a whole different life. In talking to God one day, asking for purpose and direction with school and friends, he shifted my desires and opened my eyes. He closed one door and opened another so that I could see what he truly wanted for me. It was all him and now me. And with that, I repented of my sins and put my faith in Jesus Christ. And it was a realization that I didn't want to live like them. I didn't want to dress like them. I didn't want to talk like them. I didn't even want to think like them. But I want to serve like him. For the Son of Man came to serve, not to be served. And I want to forgive like him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I want to love like him because love is patient and kind. Love protects, trusts, and hopes and preserves. But above all else, love never fails. After I truly found Christ and established my relationship with him, I discovered what it meant to be above reproach. It meant that I can't just go through the motions because people look to me as God's steward, and I want them to see Christ in me. My relationship with God over my religion is where I truly found my faith. Religion doesn't love me, it doesn't save me, and it has no power to change me, but Jesus does. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. Amen. 
Hi, my name is Barbie Miranda. I was raised in a Catholic family and was baptized as an infant. During my teen years, I stepped away from my religion. In my 30s, I felt God had let me down and I totally left the church and him. When we moved to Arkansas from Wisconsin, I needed a job, the only job I could get. Now mind you, I have a college degree was working at Simply Kids Daycare for seven long months, and it was the, one of the worst jobs I had. <laughs> Some of you remember Yvonne Sparks, who worked in the office. I had her infant daughter in my charge while working at Simply Kids, but her and her family were moving to Idaho. She knew I was unhappy there and knew my work background and asked if I would be interested in her position. I was told to fill out an application and provide my resume if I was interested. There were two positions open, one as administrative assistant and one as assistant to senior pastor. After interviewing, I had a good feeling that I may be in the running for one of the openings, but I told my husband I did not want the assistant to the senior pastor position. <laughs> two days later, I got the call that the job was mine as the assistant to the senior pastor. What was he doing? I needed and wanted the job, but assistant to the senior pastor? You guys know me, come on. Well, Jesus knew what I needed. He knew my spiritual life was empty. My nine years here at Village Bible Church has been my spiritual awakening. Pastor Mark, or the doctor, as have I always called him that, has been a great influence on my spiritual journey. He was able to answer many questions that I had, gave me guidance, and is still discipling me today. God is still working on me. He has made me forgiving because he forgave me. I am thirsty for more of his word. I have taken Bible study classes and joined a wonderful small group. I am amazed every day by what he is doing in me. Me. Listen to the song by Casting Crowns East to West. That is how I felt and how I was. I thank, every, I thank God every day for giving me this job, and yes, I know it was him, and bringing me back to the point of true believing. I was baptized as an infant by no choice of my own. Today, I am being baptized because it is my choice. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.